Hello guys, so welcome back to Rice and Records. Hey guys. Starting this week, you can also watch us. On YouTube? On YouTube, we made a page where you can follow us, subscribe, and also see us uh, talking as we're recording this yeah, exactly. episode. To make it more interesting. To make it more interesting. So, welcome. Welcome. You're going to see us being natural. I mean, this is the first time that we're recording, so I, I guess Bear we're still us. a bit awkward. I don't know, can I touch you? Can I you should. act normal? Oh, okay. All right, so I guess he's really very... Well, we're at home. Comfortable. You're my partner. What should I do? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this episode is going to be interesting, not only because yeah. we're filming, but also because of the topic that we have prepared. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's right up my alley for a couple of reasons that uh, we're going to discuss in a bit. But um, would you like to introduce the topic? Uh, well... I think it fits with your outfit. Why? I don't think so, because it's black? Okay, black could be, what, griefing or...? Yeah, probably. Okay, so, well, the today's... Drum rolls. Today's um, episode's theme is death. We're gonna talk about death. Yeah. I feel like we should have made the environment, since we're filming, a little bit more morbid, you know, to put some candles, some of those Halloween. But ghosts. that's but that's something I don't agree. But that's something because death is. That's something, making it cheesy, right? It, no, it's not that. It's often seen as something bad, which is not. Interesting. You know, it's just part of life. It's part of our journey. If you think about spirituality, death is. Um, it's it's just a it's just a, a door that you go through. That is true. You know? However, I think it is interesting for us to talk about it because we're young. So why would we explore yeah. this? It's and we had strange. And we had our experiences with death. Let's say you no, know, with yeah. people we know or we knew, you no, know, because they're not here anymore. And yeah, I think you could start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like because you're from Romania and every country and every culture, every religion even, they have different traditions as of uh, death or funerals, let's mm -hmm. say. How do they deal with death after the person passed away? How is it in Romania? Please tell them. That is a great question, first of all, because Romania has a specific, it's become famous for this particular village or area in Romania that celebrates death. And as a matter of fact, not only uh, that, um, the whole cemetery is almost like uh, parties, as colorful as it can be. Mm -hmm. Every uh, cross, because we bury you know, mm -hmm. our death. Um, is it our death? We bury the dead. What you mean? Not the death. Death. We bury the dead. Dead, so we okay. Bury the dead. We bury the dead. Sure. And um, you always it's get confused. a cross. No, it's kind of Catholic. Mm -hmm. It's Ooh. kind of... But the main religion in uh, Romania is uh, uh, Orthodox. Orth Orthodox. Orthodox Catholic, no? Yeah, it's Orthodox. Christian, actually. Yeah. Christian Orthodox. Correct. And uh, the one like in Brazil is Christian Catholic. Yeah, I feel okay. like we're 50-50 in Romania. Or the oh, majority okay. is Orthodox, but let's say 60-40, if somebody else knows better. But there's more Catholic, me. no? No. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, 
Besides Orthodox, it's Catholic. Yeah, correct. It's not like a Jewish. I think or... that would be the third. Yeah, okay, okay. that would be the third. I Judaism, think right? Judaism, yeah, yeah. I think in Brazil is the second Judaism. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's see. Okay, so I don't even know where to start because... How was your first experience with death? Let's start there. My first experience with death, I can not remember, but I remember being a child and in our tradition, in our culture, when somebody dies, it's almost like a wedding. I feel like when we have a wedding, it's very similar. The, um, the traditions and the, um, how do you call it? The, those ceremonies you make, mm -hmm. no? So the person dies, first of all, you have to keep the person at home for three days. This, I think, is the first thing that is different mm, from a For sure, no? for sure, absolutely. Uh, so you, you keep the person at home for three days. And the reason why you do that is because you want the families or the people that knew this person to come and say Goodbye. their goodbyes. No? But a question, how, how does it work? Because I know for a fact, because when the person dies, when somebody dies, immediately their body starts to go through some... Biological, chemical. I know they swollen. They, they swollen. Smell. They smell exactly. So how is that? Um, I believe there's a thing by a, a thing that you inject them with. Yeah, ether. Really? Yeah, it's uh, that's my my recollection about every time I, s I saw a dead corpse. Was the smell? The smell is the same. It's, it even, exactly. It's, it goes through my spine because, of course, all the time, all the people that I saw dead was like really close to me. So it's not good. Memories. Exactly. I think you're making a very strong point there. The smell is that very the smell strong. is always the same, and the reason for that, I believe, is because they use this particular chemical to keep the body from decomposing yeah, yeah, yeah. for a few days. It no? retards, you know, the the the, the composition. Yeah. So my memories with death and being a child is running from house to house where there was a dead person and uh, you say your goodbye. Mind uh -huh. you, I come from a very small a town and my parents lived in a village. We had two, two places. So everybody knew each other. Therefore, it was kind of okay to go to somebody's house and say, oh yeah, I came to say goodbye. But is the interesting and very spooky part. When you say goodbye to the dead person, you have to kiss them. Okay. So you have to kiss them. You kiss either their hand, if you are a very close family, you no know, sister, cousin, or if you love this person deeply, you kiss their cheek, no? But the dead is um, most often laid in the coffin. The coffin is open. And the hands are always on the chest, mm -hmm. like this. Yeah, they do the same. Yeah, they do the same. You know? Like this, and or... sometimes maybe they even put a cross for the dead person to yeah. hold a cross in the middle. It's kind of like in the movies. It's nothing no, strange. but uh, yeah, like in Brazil also, I remember when my grandmother, she was dead, or my grandfather, they put like uh, the rosary. Rosary, yeah, that's Catholic, the one that right? You, that you pray. Um, and in my region, we were mostly Orthodox, so I haven't experienced Catholic funeral until later, later uh, in life. But you've been to a, to a Catholic funeral? I'm doubting now. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second, because okay. I've been to other religions. Okay, I'm okay, not okay. sure if I've been to Catholic. And, um, okay, weird fact. So let's start with that. First of all, the so the dead person will have to be kept three days for everybody to come say goodbyes. Second 
difference or particularity is uh, you need to kiss or you don't need to but it's, it's tradition polite. No? it's polite it's tradition say. you kiss the dead person mm-hmm. and uh, then the dead person is kept at home so it's not at the uh, chapel it's not at the it's hospital so you know it's at home and most often guys it's on in the living room on the table So like actually, the dinner, it's our the dinner table. This is exactly where we are in our living room, and the camera is on our table, and it's a very long table. So the coffin would be laid in our. Ah, ah okay, table. but 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 the body will be in the coffin, you're right? Yeah, sure, of course, and not just the dead birds are like know. chilling on a mattress. Like. I don't know. I'm just asking. I never seen them on. No, like so that. the 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 table is dressed very beautifully, you know, with a beautiful cloth, and Flower. that's why I say it's kind of like a wedding, you no? Know? That the house is being cleaned. It is a celebration, it's, no? No, you kind clean of. the house before you bring the dead. Yeah, because it's on. respect. Yeah, it shows respect. And also we wash the dead person so um sometimes if the death was natural especially in villages there's nobody you don't bring the person to the morgue for autopsy or nothing like that you know if the if it's an old person or the yeah, cause course, was clear but, right but, but if, it's, if, if there's the question causes, marks of course or if somebody if you have god forbid you know a child and you know sick uh, for years and all of a sudden dies, you're not going to make an autopsy because you know your child had, you know, a I'm not going to say, you know, a disease or yeah, a deadly yeah, yeah. disease. So you just do the ceremony. So you clean the house, you keep the dead person, and then you have a tree. You have a tree. Um, if you live in an apartment, mm-hmm. I don't know how they, that's being organized, but you have to have a tree, and in this tree you dress it, with everything that a person, this person needs, if it's female, if it's a child, if it's everything that would need, imagine if they were alive. So they need shoes, they need, um, and all, most often it's very beautiful, non, very nice quality clothes because it's considered they're gonna take this in their journey, no? To the other to the other, Yeah, to the other side, we kind of call it. And um, mm-hmm. so this tree has, like a suit or dresses mm-hmm. or um, no you you have everything you have a blanket okay uh, it's very endearing yeah and you give you give these things to people that you know they need it so that you make an impact no so that they receive it and it means something so most often it's given to the poor no nice. who are, nice. yeah who are also invited and there's um Again, the similarity with the wedding is that after the person is buried, you go home and you have, depending on your budget, but you always do this, no matter how poor you are, you have a big table or many tables where the door is open and anybody can come in and eat, no? And there's a specific menu, traditional menu, no? You have like a first course, the, you have some soups and mm-hmm. then some traditional uh, meals and when you leave as well you can take a little plate with food and everything you give that day is considered um in the name of in the name of the dead person so they take it nice. with this is quite them. nice actually and uh, as well they have uh, i think every maybe the first 40 days you throw another meal like that you no know? and uh, after 
at one year as well. So particular days in the calendar, you have to do that. You have to mention the dead and you have to remember them and you have to continue to give. Or if you dream about this dead person and whatever they came to ask you, you need to give. And the way you give is you find, once again, somebody in need and you give what they asked, no? And it's nice because they never really ask for money. They ask for food. They ask for, oh, I don't have shoes. Or I... It's very strange. And um, another particular thing that I haven't encountered in other cultures, again, correct me if this happens in your culture, we um, unbury the dead. So at seven... To have a ceremony. Again, you throw this big table. But you put the body again? No. No, you um, bury, you take the priest. So it's past seven years since they died. Mm -hmm. You go to the grave. You take all the earth out until you find the the person. Everything is already kind of rotten. Depends. I remember... Especially the casket, no? Yeah, because it's wood, you know? Yeah, so it decomposed. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I remember my grandma, but I was still... Because she died exactly one year before I was born. So I was six, I reckon, by that time. And I do remember participating to this particular... I think they call it exhumation. Yeah, exhumation. I know that. We had this, but this we don't celebrate. We just remove the body and put it like in a sack and... Put in a, Why would you exhumate then? Uh, to clear space. Uh, no, not like that. Yeah. We leave the dead person where they are. We just get to them. So once they are revealed, and the priest uh, makes a ceremony, you know, we mm-hmm. pray uh, together. Hmm. And I remember seeing my Oma. I have never met her. So for the first time, I met my Oma and she was. A corpse. A corpse. And, you know, I could see the bones. I could see... Uh, I remember my dad uh, making observations like, oh, you know, her blue shirt that I uh, buried her with. Because my mom had... Uh, my... God, no. My Oma had... Uh, she died of cancer in the last year. My dad took care of her. You know, like, literally bathed her in everything. So he remembers what he buried her with. So, you know, he was... Uh, noticing all those details. And then you do that ceremony, you throw back the uh, earth, and uh, maybe you change the cross, because we also use, depending on how much money you have, we use wooden cross. Mm-hmm. So maybe you change it, and then you go home again, you eat, you give. Interesting. And, uh, that's seven years after. That's seven years after. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so, and I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that I have my reasons why I'm so passionate about, not death, but uh, one of my hobbies is going to the cemetery. Yeah, yet, I was going to say yet, we've never been before, but we've been together just once. We've been, what, where in Paulo. did we go? In Sao Paulo, yeah. We went to visit your dad and your Oma. Uh, I would say your Oma, I forget that people don't know, it's grandparents. Oma is grandmother Grandmother and Opa is grandfather. Yeah, so... And, uh, yeah, so I like going to the cemeteries, not because I'm weird. Well, I am weird, but um, I find it a very big part of uh, culture's culture. No, it's a very big part. So when I go to a country, if I have time and it's far away, I love to go visit the cemeteries because it's very telling of you know, the, the local culture and traditions. And I like to walk there. It's very quiet. 
And I love stories. I'm obsessed with stories. And I like to walk and read the names. And then you see different ages. You kind of calculate how much they lived. And I find some names very beautiful also. And then you see somebody maybe lived 20 years and you try to, in my head, I'm like, wow, I wonder why did they die and what kind of life they lived and uh, makes you appreciate, actually makes you very grateful, makes you way more present and makes you uh, to appreciate, makes you appreciate life a lot more. So that's the reason. And I find it beautiful and peaceful and everything is clean and taken care of. It's quite nice. It's nice indeed. It's quite nice. I agree with you. What about the EU? Wow. Where should I start? Okay, um, your experience with yeah, but actually death. the first my first experience with death wasn't anybody of anybody from my family it was uh, was this person this woman she she was one of the most amazing woman women sorry uh, at the school that I studied and she was like the coordinator but she was also like counselor or something like that so she would help everybody you know I remember I was. And uh, that was 2003. Mm-hmm. So I was in the eighth grade, I think, something like that. I don't know. Doesn't matter. And and she was the coolest, but then she got cancer and was like very fast. Mm-hmm. She died like six months after she she discovered that she had cancer. And it was very it was very shocking for me to see. I mean. Yeah. I was crying a lot because she was very dear. She was friends of my mom. Um, I think her name was Lillian. And yeah, it was it was in Sao Paulo, was this cemetery which is was very as a very ugly cemetery. It's just concrete and concrete and it's kind of messy, it's in the center of the city. So I quite didn't enjoy I mean I never enjoyed the cemetery just that time when we were together because oh we're gonna get there. Uh so yeah, it was was just weird. It was 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 heavy, I'd say. And then I had one of my best friends having his father also dying. He died on a car crash. I thought about that. Mm-hmm. It's one of my best friends. And it was out of the sudden. And I felt really sad. You know, like... As you should. I Yeah, of course. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to see this guy again, you know? But but still, it was not my family. So I, I went home, you go home, and you kind of forget after a few days. You know, you go to see your friend, and then you remember, but you, no, then you go back to your life, and then it's fine. Okay, but question. It's, it's part of life. But I, I haven't been to the funeral. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you, and then you can go in depth in the stories. Who are the closest people to you that have died? Yeah, that was gonna, order. Is going to be the, the next person that... The continuation of my story. Um, I felt sad with those people dying, but no, and also again, a, a mother of my friend died of cancer, etc. It was really bad, but again, it's not my family or f- a friend. Um, and then when I was, I think the last year of my university, my, my grandfather was the first one, the follow-up. Father of my mom. I mean, no, actually not. Actually, the first two people that died in my family were my grandparents, but my dad's parents, my father's parents. But they were living in Peru. Okay, so what I'm trying to get at is... Okay, so grandparents... Yeah, so my grandparents from my father's side. But when they died, I was quite... 
I wanted to list them all, and then we go into their stories. Ah, okay, okay. So first them off was first my oma, first my grandmother. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it was actually first my aunt. You can put in degrees of uh, closeness. No, no, you. I don't know. But if if it's closeness, it's gonna be my grand. Well, that's why. My grandfather. No, my, I think it's your dad. Closest to you. Ah, I know, but I mean, we're not gonna say in. Uh, a, I think that's. Timeline? I think that's no, no. I oh, think that okay. that's. I think that's more impactful in like, okay, who are the people in your life that died? It doesn't matter the chronological ah, order. Okay, but, okay, okay. So for closest, sure, no? for sure, my father, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother, grandfather, all of them. I don't have any grandparents anymore. Mm-hmm. Neither. And an aunt. And an aunt. I actually had two aunts dead, but one of them was a, was a kid, and I never met her, of course. Right, right, right. So okay, so child. the first. People to die in your family were my grandparent, my grandmother, my grandmother, my my dad's mother, yeah, and then my dad's father. And this was very no. I was in high school still, but because they were living abroad, and I only met them when I was one, I don't have any recollection of them besides uh, a couple pictures. Yeah. So. Isn't that weird to have your grandparents yeah. die, and you think, okay, they're like in Peru, they don't live in yeah. Brazil. And what does that mean? Did you feel sad? Did you grieve? Of course, I was. Dad? I remember. I, I Did your was. Ah, uh, no, he didn't go because by then we didn't have money. We were like in a very bad financial situation. He went to his sisters. His, his sister was the first one that died. I don't remember when she had like a stroke or something. Mm-hmm. You were already alive. You yeah, were alive yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you were already born. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I was born already. And uh, I was I was a kid. I, I I remember he was really sad. I never met her, of course. Um, then my both grandparents from my father's side, they he he didn't go because my grandmother I think was the same thing. She had a stroke or something, and then she she was very fast. And my grandfather I don't remember exactly, but he had uh, Alzheimer. So I remember in the very end, like my dad would call him and he said, like, I don't have a son. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? He wouldn't even recognize my father. I know those, those interactions it's, it's can very, be very cruel. It's very no? cruel. My dad would cry a lot. And People of course, that, uh, yeah. imagine your father not recognizing you and saying, like, I don't have a son. Because he was the only son, by the way. He was five, really? five, five, five girls and one boy. He was the only boy. So for him it was a big deal, but anyway. So then they passed away, and I was I was uh, really sad because of my father. He was suffering a lot because he could he did, he didn't have the money to go to to say goodbye, you know. That what struck me the most. That what made me more sad, but not their loss because again, it's like my I I, I think I grieved more for my friends' parents that I told you than for my grandparents because they're closer. I had interactions and they they were like I get it. like parents of my best friends. So when I was young, no, so I was with them all, every other week, and they were really cool people, you know, really cool parents. So do you think anybody is going to listen to this episode of my friends? No, this episode us talking about death. Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, it's the most it's the most uh, normal thing. If you're alive, you're gonna die. That's that's what the one thing we all have in common. I know, but like, is are people interested to bring that in their life? I mean, this is you no. Know, the intention of this episode is actually to share that in. Yeah, but let's start. Let me start with the stories. So, I think 
so my first interaction, the first really close interaction with death was my, grand, my uh, grandfather. He got really sick. From your mom's side? Yes. He got really sick. I, uh, we were really close. I was really close from them both, to them both, uh, especially my grandmother. And when he died was almost 11 years ago. Actually, um, on Sunday is his death day. Like anniversary. And that death anniversary, the 31st of May. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's going to be 11 years that he passed away. And it was brutal. I remember the, when I went to see him at the hospital the first time, because he was in the, the, at the ICU for almost two months before he passed. So I went to see him the first time and I came back home and I just, I was just sobbing. You guys I, were close? Very close. And he was How? like... Very close. I mean, With kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, he was. He was no. He was very. Let's say he was a very serious guy. Very cranky. Very grumpy. But I was the only one that would make him laugh. And I, and at the dinner table, the the lunch table, the, the, every Sunday we'd, we would have the, the the lunch at my my grandparents' room. Mm -hmm. So she, my grandmother would cook, and we all would eat. The whole family. And they had like this long table. My grandmother would sit here. My grandfather would sit here because they're like the masters, no? And like this side was my my family, and the other side was my aunt's family, because my uncle he didn't live in the same city, so there were only these two parts. And then I would sit right next to him. So it would be me, my I think I don't remember. I think my mother. My Always brother, the same place. Every time. Really? Every time. So I was always sitting next to my grandfather every time, every Sunday. And, well, I'm close to him, so I'll, I'll be just talking to him, or, and he would be, like, angry. I would just be, like, teasing okay. him, poking him, and he would laugh, you know, at some point. And I would just go and kiss him because I'm very, I'm very affectionate. No, I really love to, to, to show true. my love. And that is true. If I love you, if I like you, you're going you're gonna to feel it. I'm, I'm going to make sure that... You're gonna feel loved too. Yeah, that's so, one of your powers. <laughs> so, yeah, we were very close. So I came back home from when he was at the ICU the first time I saw him, and since then every time because we were living not in São Paulo outside of São Paulo, so we had to go to São Paulo to the hospital every time. So every time my mom would go, I'll go with her. Every time, every time, and then yeah, and then she. She would visit him almost every day. After 58 days, he passed away. And then was one of the darkest days of my life. What are the traditions around uh, burying? Yeah, so I don't know about other people, but with my family, it's very fast. It's very quick. With, I think it's a Catholic thing. Could be. With it's my like the next day. With my, with all of them, especially my dad and my grandfather it was like that they both died at night mm -hmm. so I remember going through the night got in like the phone call around 10 p.m. that he died my brother came to, to, to let me know he was also devastated and and yeah I couldn't sleep much because after because my my grandmother she didn't know so we had to go all together to her house to give her the news. That was brutal. It was the first time ever, maybe the only time I saw her crying. 
Really? Yeah. She wasn't somebody that. No. Would she was break. a rock. No, no. She was like very strong. So, well, she was like desperate. She was it was very heartbreaking. So yeah, and then then you have to start making the. It's very weird because when somebody dies, you have to start calling people to let them know that the person died and that the funeral is going to be the next morning. That Or is so crazy. It's I, like that. It's like that. So so it was like ten. Well, no, I think I got the phone call around eight. So ten, we were at my grandmother. So I, me, my brother, my uncle, everybody's making calls. Like, hey, you know, you know, Joaquin, his, he died. So he passed away. No, I so tomorrow at I don't know ten a.m. or noon is going to be the funeral and the, the thing. And it was the same with my father. And so it's the next day the funeral. Yeah, yeah, the, that the, is crazy. All of them because then the body um, goes to the. I don't know to the part of the hospital that you have to go and sign the paper that the official paper that the person is dead. No, the we call it the the death certificate if you want. Mm. And oh, I think the battery is gone. You for real? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the battery is gone from the camera, so it's not going to be today that you guys are going to see her. All right. So. Anyways, doesn't matter. We continue recording. Um, so my father, he was, uh, no, sorry, my grandfather, that was not the first one at all. Mm -hmm. And then my grandfather, that was the, the interesting part because it was the first experience, no? It was, uh, I mean, interesting because was the first time I saw that person from my family. And it was very... Right, I think was quite brutal. Actually, that's it, no? Although I have a seeing, funny story about that. Seeing right? somebody seeing somebody that you have seen alive and have interacted yes, with alive, yes, to yes. see them lifeless. I think that's super interesting. Yeah, the most weird thing is they're cold, stone cold. You touch them and they're cold. They you know cold, that. Of it's, course. Because yeah. there's no life, there's no blood. I've I mean, kissed enough dead people to know they're cold. Okay. I told you the story. I told you the story once when somebody bumped into the table and the dead person opened the eyes and we were like kids and freaked out to the screaming so good, running so good. around. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so, so my, the funny story is similar. My, my uncle, he's a, he's a very funny guy. No? Alessandri. Alessandri, exactly. And uh, he's a very funny, funny guy. And he's, uh, was me, my, I, I have from that, from this family, from my mother, I have um, one uncle and one aunt. I had another uncle, but he passed away before I was born, so I never met him. And so I have one aunt and one uncle from this part. And they were both, of course, at the funeral, and they were all like, she, my, my aunt, she was always, always very close to my grandfather too. So she was suffering a lot. And then, well, and then you put this veil, you know, in, in, on top of the body. It's like very thin, you can still see everything, but it's a white thin, it's more like a net kind of mm -hmm. thing. Just it becomes more beautiful. I don't know. And then she was just looking at my at the body, you know, at my grandfather's. Death. Everybody was there at the funeral, blah blah. blah. It just it just because it starts like this. You just start. You just visit the body. You talk with the people, and then after then the there's a little ceremony with the father, you now the, the the priest. Mm -hmm. He says some things, and then we take to the to the to the hole. In the so ground. what happened? So. Then she was, my, my aunt, out of the sudden, she starts to freak out, like, oh my God, my dad is, is, he's moving. He's moving his eyebrow, look. And then 
she was just looking like the no because of the fur the the fur no the the, the, the hair fur? the hair sorry Jesus the hair what kind because, of grandpa because he had he had a, a he had a big uh, big eyebrow that's why <laughs> and he was like was doing like this no like moving the the eyebrow and she was starting to freak out but then and then then he would stop and then he would start again and then oh, he's alive and then she was like hey Alexander Alexander that is alive that is alive And then he was laughing because he was just pulling the net, and the net was just moving the, oh the eyebrow. That is so evil. That is so evil. And she just she got mad, of course, that we all Can laughed. Can you imagine? So good. Oh. Anyways, so yeah, I'm gonna just just to to move on with the stories. I'm just gonna tell the 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 most difficult for me to say is actually my father, no, because grandparents they're Obviously. grandparents, but. Father was a father. Uh, I had for a long time. I didn't have such a good relationship with my dad. Um, he was an alcoholic, so we we used to fight a lot about that. I even moved out because of that the the, the fights, and I, I didn't want to be close to him anymore. Um, and he got really sick out of a sudden, and I came back to 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 check him. I remember. Um, I was playing. I was not living in São Paulo. I was living one hour from there, and then I would play at a club Saturday morning, even in São Paulo. Then I go back to my parents' house to spend the weekend, no. And then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna sleep now. I'm gonna wait for. I'll have lunch, and then I go and nap a bit. And then I was just watching TV at you know at their house, and then my my dad arrives, and he was yellow. I noticed that he was quite yellow. I was like. I was I was very shocked because I was not living there. So any changes? You, you have know? perspective. Yeah, exactly. You can compare. You no, know? like I I haven't seen him for like two three weeks, so you can compare. I was like, he was really yellow. It was very Striking. very scary yeah. actually. It was like, the fuck is that? Anyways, I spent the whole weekend there with them, and uh, and then on Monday morning, I was uh, I was before I left back to my house. I was. I just. My dad was uh, outside. No, like away working somewhere. I don't know. And then I was. I just came to my mom and said, "Hey, mom, dad is quite yellow. You should talk to him. You know, you should take him to the doctor. I don't know what's happening, but just please check and take a look." And I said, "Okay, okay." She didn't notice, of course. And then she calls me the 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 same night. I said, "Yeah, it's true. I noticed his yellow." Blah blah blah. And. And then the next day, even I think it was just one day after, or the same day. I don't remember. It was very fast. She said, "Oh yeah, Victor, um, please come back here. We 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 took your your father to a doctor, and uh, he might have uh, hepatitis. That's how the name is. Right. Hepatitis. So because now it's, it's a liver failure kind of thing. And so please come home. Please come here. Let's uh, be together. And so yeah, of course I got really worried, and I just drove back home. But it's just one hour." So the thing is, his gallbladder had to—he had to remove a stone from that. That was the main problem that they found. Uh, so he had to go to a hospital mm. to run some exams. So he had to be there for a night, let's say, so to sleep there for because they had to to sedate him. Mm -hmm. um, so he he goes there. Remember, he he, he entered the the um, the hospital around uh, was a Friday, and the the exam was a Sunday. I don't know why. Anyways, so then he does the exam, and they said, "Yeah, you have to to make the surgery." And they they mark the they mark they make the appointment for the surgery the next uh, Friday, the same Friday. They say, "Well, since you're here, why don't you just stay here in the hospital, and you just stay here until you make your surgery?" 
so you don't have to check out and check in because it was a public hospital. He didn't have a plan. Okay. Uh, health insurance. No, he didn't have that. So just stay here to 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 guarantee your place here. I said, okay, we do it. You know, um, and it was fine. It was was a fine place. He was just by himself there. You know, it was uh, of course my mom was sleep there, and then and then I visited him. I think just one day before the surgery, just to say, hey, dad, it's gonna be fine. You know, I love you. But meanwhile, I still had the. I didn't have such a still a good relationship with him, but. Of course, he's my dad. I love him. You know what exactly? How was your interactions? Or ah, oh, we wouldn't speak much. You know, I mean, what was your main disappointment with him? The the lies, because he would obviously the, the alcohol. You no, know, he would get drunk at home every day, and he would say I'm not drunk when he is just like his the vodka smell is all over the place. You know, and he was just. Uh, he couldn't stand still. Mm. So. Is alcoholism something that is in your family, or it's just no. something he was coping? actually actually we we discovered that one of my aunts, like one of her sisters, she had that too, but she's recovered. She she doesn't drink it at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, that was him. Uh, anyways, so he's uh, yeah. So he goes to the surgery the next day. Surgery so was supposed to take just one hour. It takes four hours, something like that. It's very dramatic. He arrives, and my mom is desperate. She's calling me, and I don't remember much of those days. It was, it was quite a blurred, because no, when something's traumatic, you just try to your your mind tries to erase some stuff. Uh, well, long story short, he got. I think his surgery was actually on a Monday. And then he stayed in the he 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 was there in the hospital. I I came to visit him. I think one or two days after that, and he was getting bad. He's getting worse. He was was very brief. Was very brief. And what happened was the following: when they opened the, my dad's belly to to remove the gallbladder, they they look at her uh, at his liver, and his liver was just like gone. It was just um, kaput. Uh, he died of cirrhosis, so when you drink too much. Right. And it's very bizarre because I could never imagine that my dad would die of cirrhosis because you think about it, it's like what, like, bums would die because they just drink, they're in the streets or, you know, it's like, I don't think your father could die of that. It was very heartbreaking, you know. If like, he has a sensitive... No, you already, like, put your body in so much strain if you drink every day, so... It, it, it's possible. Yeah, and for many years, no? We're talking yeah. about many, many years. It's possible. So, yeah, and then uh, he was getting worse and worse, and then he go to the ICU on a Friday. I remember I was I was supposed to play at a party, and the party got canceled, and Alex was with me in the city. He was at my home. And then I was driving Alex back his back to his home in Sao Paulo, and that was Saturday... Saturday, yeah. It was a Saturday around 4 p.m. And then I'm almost at Alex's house and my brother calls me like, hey, you have to come to the hospital. That is really bad. Come here right now. You have to come here right now. I remember that. And, I, I, and by then I was very reckless when I was driving. Thank God I'm not anymore. But I remember like, I went from Alex's place to the hospital in 30 minutes. Did you pick up Alex? No, 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 Alex, I was driving Alex back to his home. He was ah, okay. with me. You dropped was, him off. I dropped him off, thank you, yes. So I dropped Alex and then I just 
run away. I'm, I might have like three or four tickets, speed tickets that day. And then I arrive at the hospital. My whole family is there. Um, and then I cannot go in because it's ICU. So ICU, you can only see your the person once or twice a day for 30 minutes. Depends on the hospital. It can be for one hour or 30 minutes or depends on the... So the when I get there, it was already past the, the visit time. So I had to go to the next day. And then it was, yeah, my whole family was there. It was They were all worried, etc. And then we all go back home to, to my mom's home. And we we just yeah just I don't know I don't remember what we did if I did I, I went I went out with the friends or something I don't remember I remember waking up Sunday morning I don't know around eight and this is me like early adult young adult no okay so how old are you at this point this was 2011 so it was nine years ago I was 20 21 I was 20 yeah no. We're in 2020 now. 2020. Nine years ago. 2020. I was 21. 21, depending on the month. Yeah, I was 21. You were 20 because he died in April. Yeah, exactly. I was 21. I was 21. I was 21, exactly. No, you were 20. You were going to turn 21 that year. You were going to turn... You were 20 and then in August you turned... Oh, you're right. You're correct. You're correct. So that's why you're confused. You're 20. Yeah. At a point. Exactly, exactly. I was 21. You're correct. So it doesn't matter. So I'm 20 and... So I was like a young DJ. I think it does matter, you know, because that's 20 is when your life actually begins where you do need your father or somebody to give you advice, to guide you. Absolutely. It's it's the moment you actually need most and, and how cool would be you to have an adult interaction with your father and... And Tell me about it. Yeah, it's uh, so. Yeah, I um, I get back to there. I I wake up at eight or nine with my mom. My mom just storms into my room. She's sobbing. She's sobbing. It's eight a.m., nine a.m., and I'm very like, oh, I, mean, I might have been gone. To, I might have gone to bed the, night, the the previous night at five or six in the morning. So you like, had a oh. gig? No, 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 no. I didn't have any gig. You know, the gig well, my weekend gig was canceled. So. And I was just, maybe I went out to drink with my friends, I don't know. And then I wake up, like, very tired, very, like, oh, what happened? And my mom is next to me and sobbing. I was like, mom, what's happening? What's happening? I, and by then I thought, okay, he's dead or something like that, no? And he wasn't dead yet, but she said, I was on the phone with your father's uh, friend, which was a doctor. And he went there to, he passed by the, the hospital to check him, and he said, he's going to die today. Okay, did you know previous to this, like a week before or a few days before, did you feel that my dad is going to die? Not at all. It was too, it's too fast. It was too fast. I, I definitely had a feeling when his surgery didn't go well and took it too long. I saw like, mm, there's something wrong there. When he was yellow was the first warning sign. It was the yeah, first but you didn't flag. think he's going to die. You no, thought, you thought like, okay, okay he's, he's very sick. He he's very sick. He's might need a lot to, of care exactly, or surgery. Exactly, exactly. You don't, you don't expect that. You don't, you know, you want him to be back home and be fine, you know. And also to be, I was just hoping that it would be like a very good wake up call for him to stop drinking. Mm, indeed, you thought be, it was a that, that would be just my because that happens a lot. Of big wish, but deliver when it's mm, gone, it's gone. You know, you don't, uh, you don't think that somebody's gone, especially yeah. when they haven't been diagnosed and then they have one year or a few exactly, months to, exactly. for you guys to let that sink in. 
Exactly. Okay. So we're just trying to understand what happened that day. I my my mom said yeah he's gonna die today. Okay, and so it was. Did he die that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, but let's go. Uh, I think it was around noon or eleven or noon that we could visit him. You know. Okay. So to say goodbye. Okay. And I did. So your mom literally said we're gonna go and say goodbye. What are you thinking as you're driving with your family? I don't remember. Go? I don't remember. I was just numb. It exactly, just numb. It's just, it's it's too heavy. It's too difficult to yeah, to grasp to to grasp and all exactly. It's just to to absorb all this madness, you know. From one week, he's fine. I'm with him in the hospital before his surgery. He's just fine, talking to him and laughing, and being you know all fine. And then he's there dying or dead. And when I went to visit him, I went to the ICU. He was just breathing by a machine with a ventilator. He was off. He was not there anymore. He was uh, his body was alive. He was no heart sure, beating, he but he was not. He machines, was not there. Yeah. He was. Hey, if they turn out the machine, he would be there. So when you guys arrived there and you managed to to enter the room and talk yeah, to him, first of all, because only one could be by the time. So. I think well, first was my brother and then was me. So the idea is, you did you see him with his eyes open looking at you? No, no, no. It was, he was like sleeping, kind of. He was like, okay. like so all the like conversation, sleeping. the goodbye was one sided. Yeah. Okay. It's very heavy, very, um, yeah, hard. Very surreal. So you went in the room, your turn came, and then what did you say? If I you want to share? What no, kind of no, of course. I'm sharing the whole story. Why not share this part? Is the is the easiest. I don't know if it's the easiest, but anyways, it's uh, it was. I just I don't know if I grabbed his hand. He was still warm, thank God. I just gave him a kiss and just I I I still remember one thing is very interesting. I still remember. The texture of his skin and his hair he had like a really thin hair, really silky hair even. And I was just doing like, just doing some, no, some petting, if yeah. you want. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. gave me some love and kiss his forehead or his cheek. I don't remember. And just say thank you for being the best father I ever had in my life. I, I could ever have in my life. I'm sorry for not being the best son. And... Yeah, I just I just don't want you to suffer. So please say hi to grandfather. You to said that, yeah, of course. Ah, oh, that's so and, sweet. Um, sorry, it's a bit difficult. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss you. Yeah. So yeah, and then I said I kiss him goodbye, and I left the room and. And then we left the hospital, we went to my grandmother's and we stayed there the whole day, I remember, the whole day, it was around six, they called. And one thing that is very funny from the hospital, they don't call and they'll say, hey, your father is dead. They call like, hey, you have to come here because the doctor wants to talk to you because they cannot give this kind of information via the phone. Why not? In Brazil, they can't. It's, it's illegal. Por quê? I don't know. Because it could be a fraud, you know, like it could be lying to you. There's many... Uh, I don't know reasons. Reasons. So I was like, but when you get this this phone, you already know. And then it was. I remember the first reaction was actually Arnilda, which is the woman that she worked so many years for my grandmother. Mm -hmm. 
and she was the first that collapsed. She was just, she loved my dad, no, she, she just collapsed. She was crying so much, she, she hugged me. She was just sobbing, you know, and I was comforting her. <laughs> and my dad just died, and I was comforting her. It was very like, like don't don't cry, you know, like, it's fine. So he's, you all went to the hospital? No, 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 that was the day that um, was a very difficult day for me because, uh, well, my dad just died. And then I was with there, of course, with my brother, my mother, and they have to start making calls. My mom was very sad, very uh, fragile, no? so of course she wouldn't sure. go. So I said, my uncle, I was there as well, so I said, hey, I, I take care of it. Just, Felipe, my brother, just call to, the, to everybody that you that we know dad and let him know that he's dead. And Hey, what about his family? Yeah, Back we in Peru. was the called. first thing we called. No, the first time we Who just called. I think was my was either my mom or my brother. I think your mom because she speaks Spanish. But he also my brother also speaks Spanish, really? of course. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, I think he called. Or I, even I don't remember, but I remember me and my my uncle driving to the hospital, and yeah, I went and I signed the paper because I had to sign the paper, you know, the death certificate. I went to sign that the death certificate was really was the moment that I knew I became a man. Wow! Because it's, it's insane. It's really yeah, but it's very, in in a very very adult pay, moment. Yeah, very adult. It's, it's actually it's very sobering. Yeah, it's very sobering. It's exactly when life gets real. Real. Like this is life. Death. Death is life. People die. You yeah. know. So this is reality. You're alive. Your dad just died. Deal with it. And this is something that I did. I mean, I can't help. I can't thank my um, uncle enough because he was he was like a father that day. And since then, he was always the closest to a, a father figure to me. Yeah, he's super cool. He even came to Amsterdam and we drank yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, we hmm. had a gin and tonics at drum code festival. You exactly that, that day. Yeah, so it's amazing. So he had then. The same name. Yeah, so then after that, I we just went to the hospital to sign the papers and blah blah blah. I didn't to see. I went. I didn't go to see the body. And then after that, we went to a place to choose the casket. Okay. And that so was fucking tough. It's very uh, touch and go. Come on, you know. Yeah, but but that was the day that was like I cannot feel anything. I'm just gonna. Bypass all my feelings and I just have to be practical for my family, for my mother especially. Yeah. So let's choose the fucking casket. Just let's let's get... And he paid for everything, you know. He was very nice. Oh. My uncle. He really? paid for everything. He paid for the casket. He paid for the Aww. for the, the services. And he was really nice. That's he was so really, sweet. really nice. That's so sweet. And, and then we have to choose, like, choose the, 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 the thing, the, the, the flowers that go with the thing. and the Because once again, at this point, you have one day... Yeah, this was night. No, this so this was around eight. I okay, think, so then yeah. when was he buried? Uh, the next morning, noon. Come on. Yeah, that's impossible. See, I don't. I know this is um, a Catholic uh, tradition. I know that for sure because they do this in Italy as well. Yeah. And I find it very strange, first of all, because maybe some people have uh, relatives abroad or... I don't know. If that was the case, then we wait. Because what happened when my grandmother died, I was touring. I was, I mean, I wasn't in, in Sao Paulo. I was in Brazil. But I was, he just, he died on the 
the day is everybody celebrates. She died the 31st of December. She died on New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Was the day? No, was she so died ar- around... Yeah, I had a gig on the 30th and then 31st as well. So I had to change all my flights to play. I just played on the 31st. And then I didn't sleep. I went directly to the airport. And from the airport, I went to the cemetery. So you still played knowing she was dead? Yeah, it was very difficult. I would, uh, the, 30, the 30th, I played at Warung. And it was really, I mean, it was, of course, it's Warung. It was amazing. But for me, it was really difficult because I left Sao Paulo, where she was on the 30th, to go to Warung, knowing that, I, that she would die. Whereas I knew, I felt it, that she would go while I was away. Because she was, no, she yeah. was long gone. And I wanted that to, her to go to stop, just stop uh, suffering, you know? Nobody deserves to be in a bed of the hospital. So I played there, it was very difficult to play, it was a very difficult set to play. And then I go to the to Florianopolis to sleep. And then while I'm sleeping, I received the calls, but it was a do not disturb. And then I wake up after three hours of sleep and I see like all the messages And then I knew it. And then my brother's like, hey, call me, call me, call me, call me. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And then I called him and said, yeah, she died and a few hours ago. And I was like, fuck. So and then I couldn't sleep. That, and then, by now was the first. No, no, that was 31st of December. Okay. I, I played on the 30th to the 31st. And then she died 31st around noon to... to so you had to play the night. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't years. cancel. I wouldn't cancel. I couldn't cancel. They, the 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 promote, the promoter even said like do you want to cancel I said no 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 the the thing is tomorrow she's dead already I have no use to go there so I just asked I just asked my my uncle like I know it's very it's very fast everything there but please just wait for me to come back I have to say goodbye to her so how long did they have to wait no they when I arrived there the uh, she was already there everybody was already there I was one of the last ones that arrived everything there. was organized yeah yeah, yeah. She, the, the body was there and the casket and everything you know the where is there because I said we ah, keep the this, dead is, person this, at is, home. this is the cemetery so the the the, the all, my, my my both grandparents and my father they were all buried in the same the same cemetery um, fun fact after my father got married with my mother The first present that my fa- grandfather gave to him was the grave. That's insane. Yeah, it was very funny. Well, it was very important. We saved a lot of money, so thank you, grandfather. It's in a really good area, right? Uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, the area itself is not amazing. Or like the cemetery is, the cemetery really, is really beautiful. Because they say that, I mean, nowadays, mind you guys, um, this uh, cemeteries were burying business, I don't know, funeral business, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but especially the ground is a big, big, big lucrative business. Oh, yeah. They're very expensive. It's almost like buying an apartment sometimes if you're very fancy. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Uh, so the place. So they uh, when they leave the hospital, the 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 funerary is the name in English. In Portuguese, it's funeraria. Ah, uh, I don't know mortuary house. Mortuary, yeah, the mortuary. I don't know. They the, the they have a service which is the black car that drives the the, the dead sure. body. And so in Brazil, at least with my family, it was all like that from the hospital to the cemetery. And the cemetery, there's like a little building and there's a few rooms. In every room, there's a different funeral, but it's never packed because, I don't know, it's nobody, no, it's not too many people dying the same day. So they have, I don't know, 10 rooms. Well, and from, nowadays. From, yeah, no, nowadays, yes, but... And then 
But nowadays, there, but nowadays there's no funerals. Reality check. Yeah, but nowadays oh there's no God. funeral. Yeah. So there are no funerals for Corona. For Corona, patients. no. They just they just drop you in a in a hole. They put the casket, you in a casket, and then a hole, and then say goodbye. Nobody sees the body because it's crazy. there is a virus. No, that is true. I saw I saw footages from Italy and stories. Also, yeah, I've heard yeah. how if you, if you Google, families. Like, sometimes I saw even somebody watching on a camera their relative being buried you're just at home and you watch you know how people it's not even a ceremony it's just you watch the act of the Daring. casket being put in the yeah, ground exactly. that's it it's very brutal so yeah so then you go to the the, the, the building and then the body's there and the casket mm -hmm. open if, if of course it's a death or normal death let's say oh, the body's fine so I arrived there She was already there. Everybody was there. You no, know, my my whole family, lots of relatives, and then I see, and it was so weird to see her there because her death. I mean, I lost my father, but my grandmother's death was the most difficult death in my whole life to deal with. Why? Because she was like my mother. I mean. My mother is my closest. Of course, because you guys were very close. We were, were very close. She was very invested. Yeah, in yeah, we were. We were cared and about I was her favorite. Sorry. Okay. You keep maintaining that. <laughs> we But yeah, we were so close. So it was very difficult. It was really difficult for me. It was the most painful. It was the main, not the, not the most difficult to deal with because it was my father, because of all the issues we had. And, but it was the most painful for sure. She was the dearest. Mm. So, yeah, and she was amazing. But, yeah, so just to wrap it up, because we're almost one hour, I'm, I'm, I know I don't stop talking and you should talk more, but... Um, I should tell your story. It took me a long time to deal with my father's death because of many issues, and there's a lot of anger, a lot of... Ha not hate, anger, a lot of regret, a lot of guilt, a lot of... Uh, and I never allowed myself to grieve. I never cried for his death until last year. Until we had this conversation, it was thank you, thanks to you um, that you said to me, like, hey, you know what? He was just doing his best. And I know he had his flaws, but he was just doing his best and you should know that. And then I realized that's true and I was quite selfish to just uh, think about, oh, he was... He had all this, this bad qualities, you know, but he was doing his best, mainly. He's, he, he's a human being, you know, yeah. he was a human being. And so we're, we're all flawed, you know, we have many flaws, but we're always doing our best. That's yeah. it. So he didn't know better. He didn't know best. But yeah, that's it. And then I remember that conversation I was literally like, wow. And then I remember I started crying. Not, not that, that moment, but I could cry to my father's death. And I could make peace with him. Mm -hmm. So it was actually thanks to you. So oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy. And um, yeah, so before I finish, guys, if you have somebody in your family that you have a problem with, just try to be more compassionate. Life is short, you know. And for someone that had a lot of regret in his life, just be more Forgiveful. Just be more... Forgiving. What do you think... Or forgiving, thanks. Yeah. What do you think was... What were you holding against your father the most? 
Oh, I had a lot of anger because he was, there was a lot of fight between him and my, my mother. They would never, he would never assault her, never touch her no, in that way. No, he was, but he would just never have lie. arguments. Yeah, but really pretty heavy and the lie, you know, every day he was lying every day that he was sober, but he was drunk, you know, and that was unacceptable because after a while, it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah, We're but he to, had, oh. right, he had his uh, reasons, you know, life kind of punched him. Yeah, but you have a family, you know, just share with your family, and I get it. He had many traumas. He had all his traumas in his childhood with his parents. Exactly, his mother everybody never, had a life. His mother never said, I love you to him, so you can imagine how lonely he felt. And exactly, everybody has their story. And it's you know? difficult, I, so I, can't, I could never judge him. He, again, he just did his best. And I'm happy that he's somewhere much better than we are. And he's not suffering anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I can say. And I love him so much. Exactly. But you never think you're going to be a young person and to not have... My father, no. Your father or such a big no, part of your family. No, no. Uh, and it was really hard to, to go to my first adult years without a father because yeah, it's, it was tough it's just, and, and it's funny since I made peace with him and with his death I miss him a lot yeah right because I wasn't missing him because I was angry at him but now I just miss him a lot and what would you like share with him what would you like to I share I don't know just I don't know a drink? I know it's funny. Babe, that's so ironic. Come <laughs> no, on. No, I'm joking. No, I just want to, sh- I mean, to, share, to, to share with him, like, because he never seen my, he never seen me playing and... When yeah, exactly. He, when, Everybody when, says, like, if I only had one more day with this person, what would you have done? I would take him, I would take him to, for, to a gig or at yeah. least show something that I did musically. And I would just hug him and say, I'm sorry. Ask for forgiveness. And... And just again thank thank him for being such a great dad. He Because was a great dad. He right? was a great dad. He was a great person. He was very. He was a. He had a really good heart. He you helped know, so many people. Yeah, you told me something about his funeral that yeah, was like, so impressive. Yeah, like out of the blue, like one person just said, like, "Hey, I just want to thank him because he was. He paid for my whole university of my whole uh, studies. studies. I was like, what." So he was helping and then all another, And then another friend said, yeah, he did the same for me or something like that. And, you know, he was very generous. He would, yeah. he would take from his, di- from his plate to give to you. Mm. I think you shared that quality. Him, you're, you're very kind, very generous. I, I love that in you. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting, Dave. Thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, you know, very personal. Man, I think it's uh, very it's, it's good real. to talk. It's good to talk about those things. Okay, so uh, once again, I think I'm trying to establish some <laughs> cultural differences in how people are buried. But uh, yeah, I guess we also come from. You come from a big city. I come from a village where even today we hold these traditions so um, close, and we. Not that we respect it, it's kind of our way of doing things. I reckon in bigger cities, um, some of these things are adapted, you know, how, how you deal with funerals and, uh, 
and all those details. But it's very interesting. I've been once also to a Jewish How is funeral. It? Well, it's a bit like Catholic in the sense of they um, the people are being buried the very next day. Or no, they have this candle. Correct me again, people. They have this candle. As soon as the person die dies, they are lighting this. 72 hour maybe or 48 hour I'm not sure but there's this one candle that burns until the moment of the funeral wow. you know and then it dies out and you have the rabbi, the rabbi coming at home and then there's the prayer and you know the prayer with this uh, when, when you like swing not swing sorry I know, I know. like uh, rocked your body you know, yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know. back and forth and um, yeah very special and sort I like sort of a trend no? yeah so. And then you go to the cemetery, and I love the this particular one where I've been. It was in Argentina, and I loved the cemetery in Argentina. Very beautiful, you know, just architecturally the constructions. People are buried same in Italy, by the way, in these little houses, you know, and they can be yeah, I know. Constructed we have, we have very this in too, but this is for rich people. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. Because they buy these little houses, yeah, no, like um, little chapels, yeah, rather. This is like for the family. Exactly. So then yeah, it's for the family. This is for real, really rich people. Ah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it's for everybody. No, no, no. We have this in Brazil as well. We I guess it, that's we call why it the mausoleum. I think that's why. Yeah, you call it the same in Romania, but a mausoleum would be for somebody really, really important. But I yeah, think but it's, I think it's the kind of... Uh, construction. Construction. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. I could be So, wrong. hence why, you know, this could be a very, very lucrative business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, so, uh, I don't know. There's many more stories. I thought that we would share just... Um, a few? No, customs and... We went a bit deeper, I'm sorry. And traditions. Um, no, it's beautiful, I think... We would be surprised, you know, how many people have um, close, no family that or close experience with uh, death, parents or grandparents, and um, I think death also reveals a lot of family relations within a family. You no, know? when somebody dies, that's also when you realize how close or how apart how broken your family is right because um yeah. you 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 for instance i had my grandparents that died the ones from my father's side died way before i um i was born i mean my grandfather died even be- i think even before my father was born oh. so you know he he died before my grandmother gave birth so my dad never knew his, his dad, dad. Wow. and so this is like 67 years ago so I don't have a grandfather since then and my oma my grandmother died like uh, a year before I was born and then my mom's parents they died in the last two years so I was actually we were together when my uh, grandfather died and previous to that my grandmother died and I didn't go to any of their funerals and oh. I regret that a lot because I lived here and they were back in uh, Romania and that's why I say it reveals a lot of uh, family issues you know because there was so much animosity and uh, between my my family 
and um, no, I mean my mom and her parents, and not big stuff, just not a united, you know, uh, family. family exactly. And I think that's important. And I was telling you also the story of um, finding out from my students when I was a teacher, and they had an assignment to do a family tree. And to tell the story, because they had to do each other's family, um, no, not their own. You would have to interview your partner to do to do their family. Mm -hmm. And I would just talk to them, and I found out so many. I found out maybe eighty percent family. There's a lot of drama and drama and trauma in families. Then somebody saying, "Oh, my family is, uh, you know, we go to lunch every Sunday, and we." No, they're very complicated. Yeah, of course. Family is a very difficult thing. Maybe it should be the subject for the next episode. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Why not? Why not? Let me see. We are already, no, not long past, but um, we are quite past the. <laughs> the <laughs> normally it's one hour. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank and you for. Why did we choose this topic? I think we chose this topic actually from a very, uh, from a different angle. We were we didn't want to be m morbid or no, it's not morbid. It's just real. I I came up with the subject because I I think in the end of the day I just wanted to share that story with. Which one? Your dad? My father. Yeah. Mm, why? Why did that impact you so much? Because it's real. No, is is the closest people that you can have is your parents because you have you're 50 your father 50 your mother and that's it biologically sure literally so it's the people that you're bound to the most bound to the most so and also i think for somebody that is young we have some a small amount of very 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 powerful life-changing experiences no because yes. Thank God you're still young and life will happen. Maybe this uh, situation with Corona crisis is another of those impactful experiences that we go through. But I think besides death and marriage, which are opposites, you know, mm -hmm. and getting a child, again, opposite of death. Yeah. I think those are kind of the life-changing events in a person's life, you know. And you've been through it at... A very young age and I recognize that because last year I went to many many weddings and the year before also to many many weddings you know and I realized and that was because you know you're um, like almost 30 and then that's what happens everybody around you is getting married and then last year my friend also my best friend also got a child It's getting, you know, people are getting married, having kids, and it's a natural course of life. Yeah. And then you hear, you talk to your parents or to your grandparents, and their daily stories is they've been to a funeral. And it's very interesting to observe that, you know, the cycle of life. And I think in your case, that's why maybe the story was so impactful, is because you've yeah. been through that at an unnatural time. Yeah, I mean, it's natural, but it's not, you know, it should, I mean, there's no rules for that. No, there are no rules, but, you know, you, you, in our heads, we think our parents will live forever. I think everybody has actually, that feeling. Actually, people, like, that I wanted to live forever is my grandparents. Why? Because they're so loving, they're nice, they're nicest than our parents, you know. 
speak for yourself. I know, no, no. <laughs> I think you're one, and I don't know. I, I think everybody the knows their own story, you know, so you, you kind of think everybody lived the same. But no, I had zero relations with my, of course, the previous grandparents of the apart were dead, but the parents that were alive until last year, the grandparents, zero relations. And uh, I remember going back from... The Netherlands, I was living here for like maybe six years already. And I went to visit my grandparents. I mean, I went to Romania, I saw my parents, and then we went uh, to visit my grandparents as well. And here is these people that see me after maybe three years. They see me and they didn't even get up from the chair. They said, oh, hi, hi. They don't even give you a hug. And I was even surprised. I was almost like, oh, there was this tension if they know my name. And this area is not like I never seen them. Oh, we would go spend summers, you know, but so yeah, uh, but that's my experience. And that's, that's how I experience grandparents. Course, but, but mind you, I have like a... And I bet many other people have a different story, you yeah, know, have, somewhere in between or... I had just a difficult relationship with my dad for many years and I would always anchor myself with my grandparents. Maybe that's why. Exactly. So that's your story, but you know? Everybody's... Everybody's different, you know. Yeah, and, uh, because families are different. Yeah, exactly. You know? you Family is very complicated. But I'm very th- thankful that my mom's alive. She's exactly. Amazing. But I think it's... Um, I've learned a lot from observing how my family, you know, my parents dealt with their parents. And I really learned a lot about that and how I want my family unit to be because... I really didn't like what I seen. And up until this day, you know, there's these little bickering and sisters not talking to each other when it comes to my mom no, and her siblings. And I really don't understand that. I don't understand how that can be. I'm very close with my siblings, no, with my sisters and my brother. And it's very sad and very strange and I know that every person has a story with their family because mm-hmm. for good or worse at least our parents were together so we're also like we're not considering that many people they have different sets of grandparents even because their parents married other people yeah. and you know so once again family is so complicated so let's let's drag it to the next episode, maybe. Yeah, yeah uh, it was very interesting to talk to you and to listen to your story. Okay, I likewise. hope there are some lessons or something to take away from yeah, sharing I hope so. this. I hope so, too. Or just, even if it's just realizing that we're kind of the same, you know, when it comes to families, nobody... You know, for a long time, I also thought, oh, my family is so weird, so wicked. So, you know, I'm not like everybody else that goes for lunch, like I said. And then I have I have this full classroom of students and I've taught many classes. And it was almost like an eye-opening experience, an experiment to find out more families than not are not in good terms. So yeah. more families have inner dramas and not getting along a hundred percent of the families they have dramas of course some are more i mean it's people right people getting yeah, along that's, exactly. it's, difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult yeah exactly uh, the bigger the most difficult but for me what i'm taking away from this is that i want when i start building a family to 
take care of that, you know, and to cherish that and to keep yeah. my brothers and my my sisters, to keep them close and involve them and to actually be a family, right? And my parents and your parents or, mm-hmm. you know, to have beauty and good vibes and to work to stay together and to exactly. talk and to uh, be be involved, you know? Not to be like, oh, let's not call her because she's... Bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have that situation where you talk bad about each other while you're family. You know, you should help each other exactly. and try to understand one another always. Okay, guys. So thank you for listening to this episode. We will try again next time to film to it. Film the vid, to film the to the, film the talk. <laughs> the talk. <laughs> and I'm so sorry for that, but it happens. Yeah, indeed. And uh, have a lovely weekend. Yes. And see you, hear you, hear from us next time. Exactly. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.